Hey guys, welcome back to New York Girl Talk. And this week we have a fun topic. We're kind of doing something that we haven't really done before. It's a, it's a new era, Sarah. Oh wow, I just rhymed. Okay, I'm gonna let Sarah talk now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we are kind of in a new era of like, I guess, professional development. Like, I feel like that definitely for me, like, I guess started like last year, but definitely has like be- become more rampant in my life. Um, now that like I'm a senior and like I'm about to graduate and then obviously like Rach was also like a senior last year and a junior before that. And that's when start- stuff gets like serious and like you need to actually start like developing your resume and everything. Yeah. So I'm excited for this week's episode. We're going to talk a little bit about like internships and like how we have gotten our internships and like different types of internships that we've done um and like just like the different experiences I guess we've had with like um applying to those internships and finding them um yeah yeah cool okay well I can we can both just kind of start off by giving you an idea of like how many internships we've done and kind of their categories and then we'll go more into how we've gotten them so for me I've done less internships than Sarah has I've done two I did one and they're they're very different. So the first one I did was kind of still during COVID. It was it was like at the very beginning of 2021. And it was just a few months long. It was a political internship. It was kind of like doing grass work, grass um, roots, like organizing and just like lobbying for different policies and supporting different candidates. And that was a really, really cool thing like to do which and I'll I'll go more into that later but then secondly now I'm kind of doing a more corporate internship I started this August well August 1st and it's going to go into this December so I'm currently in it and that is it's a brokerage firm so more of like a financial corporate thing so two very different things um and that's what's cool kind of because Sarah has a way different experience than me so we can kind of tell you guys about a lot of different fields I guess um of our like and what we've experienced in internships so Sarah's gonna tell you guys a little bit about hers okay yeah um I feel like I, I have definitely done more just because I guess I was very focused on it like from like, even before freshman year like I think the summer of my the summer before my freshman year I had an internship and then it just kind of like went from there um but I in total have had like eight ish internships, like eight or nine. Um, it started the one I had before freshman year um, was at the Children's Museum, and I think I don't know if I've made it clear or not, but I'm aiming to be a STEM major. I'm trying to do biochem, and so that one was kind of like more low key. Um, because it was, like, local and everything, and it was at the museum, um, it was basically, like, um, STEM, STEM programming, um, and, like, like, planning and executing different, um, like, STEM activities for kids who came to the museum, um, and then after that, during COVID, I had a year-long, um, online internship with, uh, this, institution that um did a lot of different like advocacy work so actually Rachel and I were doing our like advocacy internships at the same time um that like related to politics and stuff and that one was actually I think probably like 
the biggest turning point in my career, in my high school career, um, because it like kind of solidified what I wanted to do in terms of my career. Um, so that one allowed me to work on a case of a wrongly incarcerated individual um, in Maryland. And so I did a lot of like legwork with the attorney who was working on his case. And then um, I did a lot of just like a- advocacy work, like human rights advocacy with like the community in terms of like collecting signatures for like a petition and creating a digital campaign um, and generally like learning a lot more about public policy and advocacy and like doing research in those areas um, to advocate for specific cases. Um, And that was just like within the prison industrial complex that was part of that institution. so that was a case that I was specifically working on, and I was a project manager for that. Um, and then after that, I um, was mostly working last summer, so I didn't have an internship last summer, but I did start um, interning at the place where I work, which is a Museum of Natural Science, um, as a forensic science course intern so at the museum there are different forensic science courses that happen um and so then I ended up just kind of helping out with um like setting up the the forensic science courses and these are run for like adults by like forensic science professionals so um that kind of gave me some more exposure and then this past summer I um had an internship in lab research and that that has kind of been my first like research internship like I've done a lot of stuff remotely but that was my first one like in person where I was able to spend like a couple hours a day in the lab um and there's a lot that goes into that but essentially um it was in like molecular synthesis and we were um, doing research about like new compounds and so it was a lot of just like hands-on work which I realized that I really enjoy um and then that was until um beginning of August and then since August I have been interning with a professor um, at the college that I do dual credit with Um, and that one is just kind of developing inorganic and organic chemistry labs that are used in like the college curriculum for chemistry majors Um, so I'm working with a, a professor there and it's really cool to just kind of be, be doing some experiments just for fun and be helping out um, the college community. Um, and then now <laughs> I am starting an internship. This is um, so exciting, guys. This is like a really cool thing. And you guys need to take advice from Sarah because she did so much networking <laughs> to get this. So. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm starting an internship in biochemistry um, and genetics research at MD Anderson, um, which I was telling Rachel, I was literally, I, I got this internship um through cold emailing which i know it it's very kind of a little bit shocking i guess but what was really funny to me is that like i had no idea that like md anderson was like up there like it's straight up like the number one um cancer research hospital in the world and i had no idea i was like wait what when like people were like congratulating me a lot i was like wait is this actually a big deal um but no yeah so i'm very excited for that and like it just kind of like I think when it comes to internships, it's, like, one thing builds off of another. Like, as you start building your resume, like, it's all just kind of, like, baby steps where, like, you're progressing and stuff. So, like, I definitely, uh, I feel like that kind of came full circle for me when I realized, like, oh, damn, like, I was a 13-year-old who literally started interning at the Children's Museum on Long Island. And now I'm, like, obviously at this big, like, research, cancer research place. 
Um, so it all just kind of like progresses as you go on. Um, but yeah, so do we want to start like talking about how the different ways we like went about that? Like I can talk about Colby ruling. Yeah, sure. I mean, you can kind of, mine are pretty simple. I basically just, and I do have like more general tips and stuff, which we'll talk about later on, but just how I, I'll, just how I like got my two was number one, I just kind of took my own initiative on the advocacy thing. It was just something as Sarah talked about, she's done something like that too. It's something we're both really passionate about. And so I just like basically looked like what's a grassroots organization that's like not super built up yet. That's not super like doesn't have a big following. Like they're kind of starting out but still would be a good place to get to know people and just really like make a difference. And just, I basically just did a bunch of researching and found one and applied to it and went through the interview process. And because it's a volunteer like advocacy thing, it's not, you know, as like, I don't know if strict is the right word. It's not as rigorous as like an interview process for like a cancer research center as Sarah's in, or, you know, because you're doing advocacy, like they need people. Um, But it's still a great, a great thing to do for yourself just self-development and empathy and like caring about other people's situations and different legislation um that really needs passed here in the u.s and it's great obviously the obvious reason it's great is just to make a difference and then thirdly it's good like i had no previous experience it's good to get something just kind of on your resume so that was really helpful for me and then my second one really kind of i stumbled across on accident basically my school counselor my senior year of high school last year um emailed it to me like just the flyer for the program and I emailed the lady who was on there and like connected with her on LinkedIn and everything and that interview process was a lot more difficult so I will Sarah and I will have to sometime give give tips on interviewing because that was something oh, yeah. I wish I would have prepared for and I totally didn't <laughs> realize I'm like oh wow like this isn't like a retailer food job interview like, they're gonna ask you really difficult questions you're in like a professional environment and that was something I wish I would have known more about but yeah so that's kind of how I found my two so I'll let Sarah go into what she was gonna say and kind of how oh, she found yeah. hers Literally, I feel like when it comes to interviews, even though, like, I'm the biggest extrovert, I love connecting with people, I love talking with people, and, like, I am good at talking with people, and I don't have a lot of social anxiety, I still get, like, kind of scared before interviews, especially because I did have that interview at the DEA, and, like, obviously, that was, like, huge, it was, like, such a big deal and whatever, but, like, even when I'm, like, ready to, like, log on to, like, a Zoom interview or something, I'm, like, oh, my God, like, please let this not be awkward, Um, because, like, it can still be difficult, like, if someone isn't giving you like an in like if someone isn't like interviewing you properly um and they just like don't really know how to interview people it can be kind of difficult so I mean thankfully so far I haven't had any like horrible interviews or anything and you know I've always done um well and I've always like been able to connect with people and a lot of times when like once I start going I will get comfortable and then I'll start like you know making jokes and and showing off my charm and everything um (laughs) but so yeah I mean I feel like that's just something that comes with like so much practice but like it is literally like a whole different category of like professional development in its own um but where should I start um I I guess I'll talk about like my most recent internship um because I've had a busy summer um So basically, I was interning at UT, the University of Texas at Austin, um, 
in research, and that was part of their um, high school research internship program. Um, and so essentially, I submitted an application for that, um, and I was chosen, and I had like an interview and was accepted and everything. Um, and that one, I will say it was a little bit less competitive. Um, like they definitely um, are still establishing their internship program and like just kind of wanted as many students as possible to like get in and get exposure and stuff. Um, yeah. So that was actually mostly helpful in actually getting like in-person lab experience. But the other thing, like I was talking about how like one thing builds on another. Um, one thing, I think I was telling Rach about this before, but basically in Texas, like in Houston, um, the like the University of Texas at Austin is like considered one of like the the best state schools in in Texas and like just in the South in general. And like UT Austin is like um, in the top ten of public universities um, in the U.S. And so they are really up there. Um, but I, I guess in terms of like summer internship programs, like they're not known to have like the best summer internship program. And so I feel like like one thing, if we're getting a little deep here, is like one thing is like uh, a lot of people that I know, um, like in my academy and everything will um, definitely like judge you based on like what summer research program you're going to. Um, and so when it comes to like not going to like a big popular, um, like well-known and well-established summer research program. Um, like for example, one of those is at Texas Tech um, in Lubbock, Texas. They have like a really um, big like honors research program for high schoolers. And that's just like very well-known. So like if that's on your college app, like, wow, like that really helps you out or whatever. Um, and so it, sometimes I would really get in my head about that. Cause I, I did apply, I think I applied to probably like, I want to say like 15 summer programs um, in like the winter and that was just because everything is so competitive like you really don't know like what you would get into especially because similar to college apps these summer programs will um, have, require you to report like your ACT or SAT scores and then they were going test optional so like you had so many more people applying to these internships and um, therefore like obviously <laughs> had less of a chance of getting in um, especially when some of these programs will accept like 15 to 20 people out of like 500 applications or more than 500 like it can be kind of rough um so I did get uh, plenty of acceptances and then plenty of rejection and I will say rejection is just literally part of life um and I'm learning that slowly yes but we talked about that started, a lot <laughs> yes we talked about that all the time because I can definitely get in my head about that and so while I was at UT Austin which is honestly like it was such a great experience at such a great school and I'm so so grateful for that I was still getting in my head about it and I was like, oh, well, like, what if I was at MIT this summer? Like, I would be so much happier. Like, I would be in the lab having a lot of fun working with, with professors and undergraduate mentors and, like, like genuinely enjoying my research. And then I'd take a moment and be like, oh, well, like, this doesn't mean as much because I'm not at, like, the top summer research program in the country. Like, and, and so, like, I realized after that internship ended, I realized that that really didn't matter at all because it's about what you do rather than where you're doing it. And so many people who like consider rank and, um, you know, whether you're at like the top programs in the country or not, 
um, they, they don't get that. And so when I'm surrounding myself around these people who are like even more high achievers than I am, um, and maybe a little bit less emotional, um, <laughs> and less introspective, um, it kind of like affects me. So I realized after that internship, I, was connected with a postdoc fellow at MD Anderson and um, I was able to go through the interview process and the, the application process after cold emailing him and talking to him genuinely about like the research that I was doing and so one thing that actually stood out in that process was that when I had um, an interview with him uh, he asked me about my research at UT and I was able to talk about it for like five minutes straight I was able to tell him like everything that I knew about my research and yeah. he was like shocked he was like oh like that's kind of surprising that like you know that much about your research because because like he was talking about like at UT Health which is connected to MD Anderson they have grad students who like aren't necessarily able to like fully explain what it is that they're working on especially to you know people who may not be in STEM and may not understand all your like fancy language and he was like that's a really good like science communication skill to have you know and so he was like impressed right off of there and that kind of like made it so much more clear to me that like oh like genuinely it doesn't matter like where I interned it mattered what I did and what I took from it and like yeah. everything that I took from it um that's so, so important yeah, and so I think that's one thing that, like, I guess I'll just slip in there as, like, a little reminder that, like, if you're able to genuinely just, like, be able to say meaningful things about wherever it is that you're interning, whatever role you're in, then, like, it will it will pay off, um, and that's one thing that I saw, and, like, it definitely helped me get out of my own head and be like, oh, well, like, I, I had such a meaningful experience and that means more than it would ever mean if I went to like some top summer program. Um, just but, to, so yeah, just to go it. to that, you know, like just to go to that certain program. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and if you really think about it, like if I am like, let's say I'm a college applicant who, um, you know, intern at UT and has all this meaningful things to say, you never know if that would be, like, above or below someone else who, like, went to this top research program and has stuff to say about it. You never know, like, if you have something more meaningful to say at, like, this less popular program, you never know if that could be more to, like, uh, a committee who's reading your application. So, um, going back to that, so I got my internship through that summer program application, um, and then from there, I was able to um, do some cold emailing. I think I talked about it briefly in our last episode that uh, I was, like, devastated after the rejection that I received from the DEA because I was literally unqualified for that position because I'm not a college student. Yeah. Um, I It kind of encouraged me to do a lot of cold emailing. So um, I really – I did a lot of research. I think a lot of people don't understand, like, the, the power that, like, Google has um, in terms of, like, for me – um, Houston has a really big, like, medical center, so, like, we have Baylor College of Medicine, UT Health, uh, MD Anderson, um, and, like, we have Houston Methodist and all of that, um, and HCA, but, yeah. um, aside from that, we also have, like, drug development companies, like, I don't, I, people really don't get, like, Texas is such a big place for, like, all of these companies and, like, all, all of this, STEM work and this tech work like it's everywhere literally um but 
yeah, so I just did a lot of research. I found out about certain companies that did like drug development um, to see if I could get involved in that. And then also reached out to people who are in research. And um, one thing that I will stress is like making the most of your connections. Like in terms of like, Rachel, you were talking about like your, um, your counselor who yeah. referred you to that internship straight up like the power of talking to people and like explaining them what you want to do with your life like um during my internship we had certain like guest lectures um that we could attend and at these guest lectures like we'd have like some of the administrators um at ut who would be there and then um the guest lectures were obviously like professors who were um working at ut and would share some um stories about like their journey and research and everything and Every single time someone would come for a guest lecture, I would I would wait till everyone left and I would go talk to them afterwards. And I would go tell them my life story about how I'm from New York and I moved here and you know, I'm here for now, but like I'm trying to get involved in XYZ and like yeah. I'm gonna do forensic science and all that. And like people you know, you never know if like someone's gonna be super interested or not, but like just like thinking that by doing that, you could gain a connection yeah. and you could gain a reference to something. And, um, like that's, that's just like, those were random people who were like also working at UT. And then also I connected with like the administrators, literally this one lady, um, who, who was kind of overseeing the program. Um, she was like walking back to her car and I, w- I literally walked back with her and I was just telling her about me and my life and like my goals and everything and she was offering me advice and like just those little connections do ma- matter a lot because obviously it also reinstates to those people that like like who I am and what I'm interested in and then yeah. they might think of me when like an opportunity arises you know um yeah yeah and so, yeah, I think making the most of your connections, and that's really where LinkedIn comes in as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and like you were saying, we have to do a whole other episode on that because it's like a whole power tool. Yeah, LinkedIn's um, super awesome. And Sarah's actually the one who kind of like, because I've had a profile, I think, for a while, but I never ever like checked it or updated it or anything. And then and I, I was. forced her too. Yes. And then Sarah and I were talking about it, and she was like, wait, you should do that. And then also my internship when I first started, they were talking about that. So only in the last month have I really like put effort in and like started using my LinkedIn. So Sarah's like the veteran at it and I'm like the new person, but it's, it's she still fun. On all my posts. Yes, <laughs> I support her. But anyways, uh, guys, so I'll let Sarah, um, Sarah wrap us up and I'm very excited to do another episode kind of on LinkedIn and internships. We'll end this one just because We've talked for long enough, but Sarah, finish up what you were going to say. Okay, yeah. I was just going to say, like, really make make use of what's around you. Like, one That's thing so that I was good. just yeah. thinking about is, like, I, I think we were talking about this just the other day of, like, uh, like, local scholarships and stuff and, like, finding them just by doing a Google search and, like, seeing what's around you, like, what foundations are around you. Um, and that's, like, a whole other topic, but I think it relates a lot to, like, internships where, like, I started at, like my local children's museum it was like 15 minutes away from me and I would just go I would just go and hang out and I would intern and then that kind of turned into a job and I would be there every week for like a couple days and uh, like you really like how Rach was saying like you have to start somewhere and so doing like internships that um are related to your career or aren't related to your career for me personally I 
I've basically always done something that's related to my career. You may think that it's kind of random, but I've always done um, like something either criminal justice related or something STEM related. And that's kind of the, the two areas that forensic science um, is the bridge between. So yeah. that gives me uh, experience throughout all of uh, to throughout both of those industries and a lot of times when I'm in like an interview for a STEM research position I'll talk about that and I'll talk about how like oh yeah like I know the back end of forensic science and I know the front end of it too um and that's like really important but yeah um just you know starting somewhere and in general like it always it always um I don't know it always kind of shocks me and I learned that like some people haven't ever had an internship and it it it's shocking to me because that's really the only way that you will figure out what you want to do. Cause like you could have a favorite subject in school, but you may not know what that looks like in the real world. And internships will really allow you to see what that looks like in the real world. And it just kind of helps you, helps you kind of go along the path of your life and it guides you a little bit more. So it can be really mentally helpful, I think as well. No. Yeah. And I'm not like, as you can tell, Sarah's a pretty big planner. She's learning to go to be more go with the flow. And I'm kind of the opposite where I'm not as big of a planner and I'm learning to plan more. But as you can see, like, even though I'm not the biggest planner and I've had a lot less internships than Sarah has, it's still like been super helpful for me, even though I don't have like a certain career in mind that I absolutely know I want to follow. Like any, whether you absolutely know what you want to do or you don't have any idea, it's super helpful. You meet new people you meet really cool people, motivated people. Um, and like Sarah said, you're establishing connections, you know, not just on LinkedIn, but in real life from those experiences. So it's really, really yeah, helpful. Yeah, and like every experience counts. That's what it comes down to. So you just make the most of whatever you have. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, guys. Well, leave in the question box below if you have any specific questions about um, internships or LinkedIn or anything related to that when we do another episode on that. We'd love to hear your questions and your thoughts. And thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week. Bye.